When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome once again to another edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Paul and I'm joined by James. Hello. And and Rocco. Hello. Well, that is not the welcome that people will be wanting. It'll be how they're feeling. It'll represent how people feel if they can be bothered to listen to this. But Welcome, everyone. Welcome to our misery. There you go. There's a welcome. It's like therapy, isn't it? You oh yeah, together, and you talk about what makes you miserable. I uh, yeah, we we were texting, weren't we, after the game? And I said like, I'm I'm definitely not going on Twitter. Um, but then uh, my my lad has chicken pox this weekend, so I ended up being up, up all night watching Postman Pat with him. Oh no! Uh, so I was on Twitter, and uh, to be honest, it sort of helped me in a way. Like, I don't know, all the negativity sort of forced me into you know bringing out my positive thoughts and. Uh, yeah, I don't feel too bad now. Well, we're here to kind of review two games because we had a midweek fixture as well, which had a lot of the same problems in it as the Saturday game, but we got a point out of it. Um, so let's try and weave through the two of them together and see where we end up. So let's start with the, the age-old classic. Villa game, point gained or two points dropped? It depends what minute of the game you're asked, but I would say now it's a point gained. Um, but bloody hell, we could have won that easily, couldn't we? Really? Yeah, I, th- I think um, I think probably it's. I, I'm, I'd, I'd I'd sort of side towards two points dropped in the end. Like Villa were there for the take in second half. They they looked the spent force. They you know they were just trying to end the game, weren't they? They was you know started going down, and the second half wasn't the spectacle of the first half, and. Yeah, with the eight minutes injury time and all that, um, yeah, it feels now it feels a little bit of a wasted opportunity for me. I think because they've lost today to Newcastle, they've had that post Leeds thing of being knackered. I'm I'm going with. Mm. I think we had that as well. Like we had that our game. I think you could tell. Yesterday, and I'm just going to jump around two games completely randomly, and you're just going to have to follow random trains of thought as here. So, which where we're going tonight? Um, but I think having an extra day's rest at this point in the season with our smaller squad and the injuries and the kind of understanding way that he started the same team, I think you could tell that they'd had an extra day's rest from their game 
also again they got battered by Newcastle. Yeah, it's not been a good week, has it? Yeah, I, I've actually I thought that on um, on Wednesday that we actually we also looked quite tired towards the end. Like we weren't mm. going hell for leather for the winner. Um, you know, if you draw the comparisons to that Villa Park game in the Championship, like it was, you know, we were just you know absolutely going for it till the very last minute. And yeah, we seemed to be quite content with their, uh, you know, with with just sort of the game petering out to a draw. I thought I didn't think we were, you know, going full force for the win. Like we've come to expect. I, I think. I don't know. Is it because we'd had that midwinter break and, you know, a, a long rest um, and it's taken us a bit of time to get into it? I don't know. But yeah, it, it still didn't feel like ourselves second half. I, d- I definitely think there was some lethargy there. Um, just it, the balls into midfield, really, when, you know, usually they come into midfield. I mean, this is us saying that we had a midfield there, <laughs> um, but they, they come into midfield and the ball's it's it's cushioned and they they hold it firmly and they move it on fairly quick it's just like not moving not moving the ball quick enough and them just dispossessing us constantly it's like yeah it felt it felt like they were tired i completely agree with you and and yeah it who knows they could have had 10 sessions of murder ball during the break <laughs> you mean the break between the aston villa and the other team? yeah yeah that <laughs> one yeah <laughs> Oh dear. So Dan James on Wednesday night was kind of hailed by some in the media as the the answer. Like it was, we've, he's persisted with it for a while. He said in his, it's not really the post-match, but post and pre-next game, that he's very happy with the output that those two are doing in that partnership. But you're not so sure, Rocco, are you? Nah, not really. I mean, I think Bielsa probably said similar to to what I thought after the game. You know, he's... You know, he, you know, James, he, he, in his opinion against Villa, James did the same as he always does. Um, but obviously he got two goals. One was a, a beautiful finish. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, and then obviously on Saturday, um, you know, he, he was completely ineffective. But of course he had no service. But yeah, for me, I'd, you know, yes, he scored two goals. But um, I don't really think that changes anything in terms of, you know, whether he's the answer or not. I, you know, and I, I don't think he is, although... You know, his pressing's great and he, you know, gave Mings a torrid time, but, you know, he's, he's done that in that role all season. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think he offers us enough up front. And yeah, Wednesday didn't change my mind on that just because he got two goals, which, you know, was great and I'm really pleased for him. But yeah, I, I think you have to, you know, you can't just be swayed by, you know, the ball going in the net and not being blocked, you know, or, you know, the second goal, you know, landing on his head and squirming into the corner, you know, he deserves that look. It could have come in another, it could have come in a different game, is what I'm saying. And it spreads out the goals. It's just, yeah, it's just football that he got to that night. And there's two really uh, interesting slash controversial Tyler Roberts substitution stories that we can talk about. Though Wednesday night, there is some debate around whether Dan James refused to come off for Tyler Roberts. And then yesterday, he came on at halftime for Rafinha. Like, where do we go with that? If you if you want to boil the piss of Leeds fans, <laughs> take take Rafinha off for Roberts. It's <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? I, I, right. it, make, it makes me smile more than anything else because I just think like I, the the amount of people that just get so irate about these things. But it's like it is what it is. Like we we there there are two opinions in this world. There's Marcelo Bielsa's and everyone else's, and and at some stage everyone's opinion becomes right, and it just it's just a matter of how how long that opinion is right for. You know. We're right about Dan James. 
Bielsa's right about Dan James. He had a great game up front for for Villa, um, and he's had some games where what has he actually done? But that's more to do with the the shape of the whole team. Sorry, the performance of the whole team, and it's it's one of them situations where we are shoehorning a team together uh, to try and win matches, and the sooner we get players back, the better. And the the whole Roberts debate will disappear as well because there'll be more competition in there, and it won't, we won't be so reliant on him. I thought that if you look at the two games as almost one big game, taking Rafinha off at that point across the two games wasn't really an issue because there was really he could have come off earlier on Wednesday. It was a, he had a quiet game in his return from international duty. He was taken off about 90 minutes late, if you look at those two games on the whole, <laughs> because the Aston Villa game, he, he he was missing, you know, and that that's what is a little bit baffling. Like, again, like Marcelo Bielsa knows way more than me, any of any of us fans, but on the face of it, if someone was having a bad game, like Calvin, he would quite happily hook him off, at, um, you know, in previous games at halftime or before halftime, and felt the same that, as that that was what should have happened with Rafinha at the Villa game, to be honest. I feel like um, in the past, I'm sure Bielsa said that, you know, he's, he's left Rafinha on because, you know, he's capable of of a moment of magic. And um, yeah, it, it feels like his, his patience ran out with him on, on Saturday. Um, I mean, I'd have left him on just because it's Rafinha, you know, for that reason, even, even just his set-piece deliveries. But to be fair, they were shocking as well at Villa Park. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a bit worrying, you know, that that he yeah that that he was so frustrated with him that he brought Roberts on for him. Uh, I, I wouldn't like to start speculating that there's a deeper issue at play, um, but yeah, I think he just he's just I, had a bad week. Bless him. I don't think there'll be a deeper issue. I think Bielsa is also very good at psychologically motivating players as well, isn't he? You know, mm. and and you and you actually think pulling Rafinha off. What does that tell him? You know, it's a it's a it's a subtle kick up the arse, basically, isn't it? And yeah, you would ha- you would hope that he, you know, kicks on from here. Really, I think it's a good job that we had eight days till the next game, which is a game where the motivation, like, it speaks for itself, doesn't it? It's they were yesterday they were bang up for it from the first minute, and whether it's the new manager thing, whether it was the Leeds thing, whether it was the poor result in midweek thing, or just the sum total of all of that together, they were all over us like a rash. And I don't, th- I think we were, we were okay. And I, I think we, you know, sometimes teams are like that. And if we get through that first 10, 15 minutes, it's okay. But we didn't get a foothold. And I genuinely believe in Dallas going off, it created, so much uncertainty and chaos that and they took full advantage of it because they'd scored two before we'd settled down and from that point really i don't think it was too too unbalanced in the same way that it was in that first 20 minutes um like their third goal is a pot shot that's lucky to have deflect like he would have stopped that so it's and I just think we it shows how much we rely on Dallas, how much when your last square peg in a round hole gets pulled out, then what the hell do you do next? And uh, it, it was just one of those days at the office, but next Sunday, 
surely we have that motivation. Yeah, I hope um, <clears throat> I hope we're not over motivated because I think that's happened at Old Trafford both times. Like at Ellen Road, when there was no fans there, we were very controlled. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a solid performance. Obviously, nil-nil draw. Um, you know, boring game. Really, it didn't seem like a Leeds Man U game. And I'm not saying I want that. I want us to be absolutely f- like flying at them. Um, but yeah, you, you just you just worry. And and again, I'm, I mean, I was worried about the Everton game. You know, I, I expected you know Everton to be flying out the blocks, and of course, I'm expecting Man U to be like that again against Leeds. Um, you know, that they've been you know so poor for so long. Um, but yeah, you, you're just expecting them to sort of come good against us, like so many teams do. So it'll be tough. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I still feel like we've. It would be typical of of Bielsa's leads to come up with a with a really big performance next week. So I'm I'm clinging to that. One thing that made me question a few things, you know, over the course of the last two performances, is our transfer policy around you know signing people in January and it and it just not it's just not working. Like it taking time to get in uh, to get them in the team and get them used to the system and whatnot. Why does it work for everyone else? <laughs> you know, like two prime examples there. Exactly. That has worked bang on. Yeah, exactly. Back to back, you've got, you know, obviously Coutinho is, I was frustrated with him the other day, but he's so good. He's like such a, he's a great player. And, you know, Van der Beek was really good against us at, for Everton yesterday as well. And it, it did just make me think like, ah, uh, can we have a? Can we review this policy? <laughs> if you look at the, if you look at Newcastle, Aston Villa, and Everton, they have strengthened big time, and you've just got to hope that, like this is the situation we're in. You've got to hope that um, Norwich, Watford, and Burnley, in not strengthening or not strengthening in the same way, are bad enough to finish below us. And I don't blame entirely the the transfer policy. That is a problem. But if do the amount of injuries because of his desire for a small squad leave us exposed to this situation? Clearly they do. Um, Do you have to take that as that's what you get with Marcelo Bielsa as as the boss? I think there's... I think... um... I mean, yeah, you, you do at the moment. I mean, I, I do wonder whether he, he might review it. I mean, you know, people always go on about how stubborn he is, and I honestly don't think he is stubborn. It's just this is his philosophy. Um, you know, it's not stubborn. He, he believes in it. So he's doing what he believes is best. But, you know, in light of how he talks about how, you know, the, the fixture congestion and the lack of recovery time, and, and of course, all the injuries that, that has happened this season, you know, you do wonder whether, you know, I mean, he bases his philosophy on the fact that there'll be four players injured at any one point. Well, you know, is he going to start reviewing that because of the way modern football is? You know, is he going to have to up that to six? Will he up that to six and, and allow for a couple more players next season? You know, maybe, maybe he will. Let, let's hope he does because, yeah, of course it has it has cost us now. You can't say that it hasn't. And, you know, as, as much as players are coming back, <laughs> we're losing them at the same rate, uh, you know, or or, or worse. Well, yesterday was a bad day at the office. We've got eight days. We'll come back next week. Is there any sign that anybody could... Do you think he will start for sure next week? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he'll play the Phillips role without a doubt. I'm surprised that he 
He went with Click and Rodrigo in midfield, um, you know, knowing that Everton would have two up front if he knew that. I don't know if that was given or not, um, but yeah, that was frustrating. I can't see him doing that again. To be fair to him, he said it was a mistake. So yeah, hopefully we don't see that again. I don't like both those players are players that I really admire in a certain set of circumstances. But like he, like he clearly said, he was like, I asked him to do this. And then I realized, yeah, that's not what he does. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is kind of funny. It, so there you go. We Rod- managed to laugh about it. Rodrigo had a good game. Yeah, I think he's been mm. he's he's been good of late. And I, and I tweeted yesterday that it is sod's law that he's now hitting form when the rest of the team can't pass. Um, but you know that's the leads that law, isn't it? Well, James, you also managed. You got told to grow up on Twitter <laughs> as well. Yeah, I did. Someone who, someone who's a big fan of Frank Lampard. Yeah, like, and not a big fan of like jokes, no, or humor, no. But anyway, grow up. So I will. Yeah, how so? How are we feeling going into next week? Because I think we can let's move on and just have a little review, preview, and uh, put this behind us. We could easily be quite somber and worried, but I am absolutely pumped for it <laughs> because how long have we waited for this like how long and if you think of it as as an event and or a milestone in your life you know not not just to, about the outcome of the game but something for you to actually live through it's it's massive so so i'm like mega mega excited and and you know some people we know um or don't know, they're just young and have never experienced it, are going to have like the best, one of the best days ever because it's siege mentality in, and it's the biggest atmosphere at Ellen Road I've ever experienced and I don't expect it to be any different to honest. So I'm just looking forward to it and whatever will be, will be, you know. Yeah, it is. It's it's a, it's a different thing, isn't it? It's, there's nothing quite like the Man U games. It's... Uh, I mean, to be honest, like the way Ellen Road atmosphere has been so good recently, you, you know, you, you're wondering how it can be better, but it will be, you know, it's just a different feeling there, isn't it? It's, a, it's an absolute, you know, it's a monster of a game. It's it's war. Um, yeah, it's, I, I can't wait. It's it, like you say, it's been so long. What is it like? 18, 19 years, 18 years, well, I suppose. Specifically, Matthew told me that it's it's 20 years this year since we beat them at home. Oh, which, and uh, in in September, which uh, was again everything that you've said, James. That day was absolutely magnificent. It's all etched in, like every every detail of it. And then, yeah, I've elected to not go. So uh, enjoy, <laughs> in, enjoy it. <laughs> and I'm, like to the point where where I will be, I'm going to watch it. Last year when I did this, it, we played them on my birthday away last in the behind closed doors season and I didn't want to go to the pub because you know that if you go you, I can't watch this game in a pub because it will be full of them and uh, but my phone was like this shouldn't be a spoiler but my, the stream was maybe not even 30 seconds late but we were 2-0 down <laughs> and it was pretty poor so <laughs> I'm hoping to find a better so- solution than the, the, the laggy stream or the sitting, like, I need to find a Leeds bar that hate, not hate, that's too strong. Don't allow them in. 
And uh, you might have so. you might have to go on holiday at Headingley then, Paul. <laughs> no, no, no. There's one in there's one in the next town along, so I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. So right, Rocco, I'm not going to let you promote your book this week. No problem. Be- because we're going to do it properly. Properly, we're going to give it. We're going to get. Do you know what, James? I think the favourite shows I've ever done on this podcast have been our interview shows. Yeah, we need more of them, don't we? We're going to have some more. Yeah. No, no spoilers. No spoilers, but the, we want them back. They're coming back, and we're going to kick off this new interview series that I'm committing to now by interviewing none other than best-selling author. On his street. Fuck, oh, dude. And that'll be out. That'll, I can't wait for that interview. Imagine In fact, if- I, I don't have to wait for it. Imagine if, imagine if J.K. Rowling moves onto your street, Rocco. You won't be the best. <laughs> no, she, she'll be gutted. She, she'll be gutted. She'll be like, oh, that role's already gone on this street. But yeah, keep an eye out for that because we'll be dropping that as well in anticipation of our big fixture next weekend. A Rocco special. Sounds great. Can't wait. Right, well, we're all uplifted now. I feel like I've got to apologize to people. I'm sorry that we had to talk about this, everybody. I'm sorry that that <laughs> happened, but it no, did. No one listens when we lose. It's fine. Well, yeah, it's true. So I'm sorry, nobody. No, we've got to be grateful for people that do listen. Sorry. If thanks you are for, listening. Thanks for, thanks for listening, even though it's been shit. <laughs> well, I, I hope you've uh, managed to come around to our way of thinking, which is... Yeah, it is what it is. It's happened. Let's go forward and uh, try to get something out of these next couple of games. No one's expecting anything. Pressure's off in that sense. We'll go, enjoy the occasions, and then maybe get into March with uh, half a first-team squad. See how that goes. Enjoy. Bye for now. Podcast Network.